0: Mic check, 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 mic check. Nice. Let's get the fucking work. What up, y'all? My name is Alex Clark Youngblood. On this first introductory episode, I'm just going to give you a brief background, basically just run through the timeline of my life real quick, and then in subsequent episodes, You'll be hearing interviews I've done with with people I love over the last few years. Quite honestly, I, I think I did my first interview back in 2015. And then then did a much more extensive, uh, more concerted interview effort tour in the summer of 2018. And now it's the beginning of 2020 and I'm I'm getting around to posting these things and getting this podcast up and running. Um, but as I said, my name is Alex Clark Youngblood. Uh, last name Clark-Youngblood. Clark is my mom's last name. Youngblood is my dad's last name. Um, and the reason for the separation is, or the, the separate names, is they were essentially separated after, at my birth. I was born in Monroe, Louisiana on February 8th, 1988. And I, I guess my parents were technically together at the time. Not married, but I think they were still involved uh, at the time. My mom had a daughter from a previous relationship who was around eight years old at the time of my of my birth. Uh, but my my parents soon separated uh, after I was born in Monroe, Louisiana. And when I was about six months old, my mom took me to Atlanta, Georgia, where her mother was living at the time. And that's where I grew up for the rest of my childhood. Um, so around August 1988, we moved to, to outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And I lived there until August 2006, when I went off to college. Um... I graduated from the University of Georgia in 2010 with a degree in international affairs. There was a short uh, interruption in the middle of my college career where I moved back actually to my the town I was born in, Monroe, Louisiana, to play to attempt to play college football at a small smaller school, D1 school, uh, called the University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, I got hurt almost immediately and wasn't able to play, and I promised my mom I wouldn't graduate from that school and ultimately transferred back home and gradu- graduated from UGA in 2010 really wasn't sure going to my senior year what the hell I wanted to do with my life and once I was entering actual adulthood, but uh, during my senior year, I was given a work-study job. Uh, usually, you know, they'd give me a work-study job in the library or at, like, making ID cards or at the gym or something like that, but uh, this year, they, they um, sent me off to an elementary school to, to tutor uh, special needs kids, and I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. And I want to become a teacher after that. After just a couple months, I was like, man, I think I want to do this all day. And But I didn't study education. And didn't we really have a route to, to become an educator? So I started doing some Google and found an organization um, called the, uh, the New Teacher Project, I guess, is the national organization. And they have individual teaching fellows programs in major cities throughout the United States. And at the time, I was dating a girl in Phoenix. So I applied to Phoenix Teaching Fellows and they accepted me and I, you know, before I knew it, I was a teacher. It's the program very similar to Teach for America. It's like the military for teaching. They recruit successful college students to join the fight against uh, income or, or education inequality. Uh, so I signed up for the fight and, you know, they give you a quick teacher boot camp during the summer, uh, about six weeks where they just give you a basic overview of what it means to be a teacher, basically like how to, what the laws are essentially. Um, and then they ship you off to war, right? They, they send you to uh, the shit, to, to where they need you most in the highest need schools. And so I got sent to a school in South Phoenix, uh, kindergarten through eighth grade school in the Roosevelt School District. But there's something very unique about our school. Our school was a self-contained behavior school for all the children in our school district that had gotten kicked out of their previous school. So we had a lot of, you know, it was all kids with severe behavior, severe behavior issues, many of them uh, very violent. And I taught fourth grade my first two years i believe yes and then my third year I moved up with my fourth graders uh to fifth grade so i taught uh three years there two years fourth one year fifth uh, incredibly challenging and frustrating uh time but probably the most meaningful time of my life in terms of like the impact i was having in other people's lives on a daily basis um i don't know if i would ever go back to that existence but i i absolutely would do it again if i could return to being 22. um yeah it was a uh, it was an incredible experience in a in a lot of different ways not necessarily all of them positive by any means but incredible experience uh from there I moved down to honduras um to do some non nonprofit work um, at the time Honduras was a very violent place it had the highest murder rate of any country in in the world, and it lived up to its reputation almost immediately. I was working for a small nonprofit organization there, uh, doing education stuff, for lack of a better description, really like edu- education consulting, working with other smaller nonprofit organizations. And almost immediately, there were shootings and murders within within my neighborhood. And within about two to three months, the organization I was working for evacuated our program from the country and uh, wanted me to return to our DC offices and uh, you know, have a little hiatus and then hiatus and they're going to ship me off to Uganda. But I wanted to be in Honduras specifically. I wanted to be in, in, have this Honduran experience. Honduras at the time and still is a fucking wild place and a lo- really lawless and, and violent, crazy place. And I wanted that experience. Um, and also my little sister was down there working for another organization, doing even more, uh, high level stuff, I mean, much more impactful stuff than really I was doing, um, and then I had, my roommate at the time uh, was had you know was slowly becoming one of my best friends on the planet, and I didn't want to leave him as well, so um, I stayed. I stayed basically just kind of like freelance, but freelance insinuates that you're getting paid, just like continuing to work on my projects at my own pace uh, without getting compensated for it. But it was a, it was a crazy cool experience too. Ended up staying there, living there for about a year, and then took a job in Costa Rica running study abroad programs essentially for for high school kids um took a job as a journalist covering latin american news and politics doing editing and translating and writing some articles here and there all from your computer i hated it i hate being in front of a computer and at that point now we're talking like 2014 um i needed some time i needed to like reevaluate what was going on (laughs) in my head and in my life and um so i just took some time off to travel i traveled throughout Central America. I basically just hopped on it, went back to visit some students in Phoenix and uh, from Phoenix, Arizona, just hopped on a bus and didn't stop until I got to Ecuador um, where my younger sister was working for the United Nations at the time in in Quito, Ecuador. And uh, yeah, so just vagabond bust my way down through Central America for several months and kind of lost my mind along the way in both good and bad ways. Uh, after that, came back to the U.S., just went back to Phoenix and taught high school just to kind of get resettled and reestablished as an adult in the United States again. Uh, continued to work in education sector for the next two to three years. Went back to Atlanta, actually, for a year and just did specifically behavior coaching, essentially. Uh, took a job. Then I was dating a girl in D.C. at the time, and she's from... Long, long story. She's from Argentina. I was living in D.C. at the time. Um... And so I moved up there to try to, you know, really make the relationship work and took a job as a PE teacher at a high school, a really cool public or a really cool charter school, excuse me. Um, but education didn't work out. I kind of knew I was done with education, didn't have any patience left. And the relationship uh, didn't work out at that time. Um, and so I disappeared again. Um, actually, that's when I went on my kind of podcast interview tour, uh, packed up my shit and just started traveling throughout the United States to the homes and living rooms of of people i love both family and friends and just sitting down with them in their living rooms or wherever at, in their homes and and just having a discussion with them about their lives and their perspective on life and especially my peers their perspective on what it means to be an adult on planet earth in you know the 21st century um and so those are some of the interviews that you will hear in in the following episodes Uh, From there, I went down to kind of finish up some of my Latin American ventures. I'd never gone to Panama. I'd skipped Panama on my first little Vagabond journey, so I flew straight to Panama, spent a couple weeks in Panama with my boy Sam, who I live with in Honduras, and then from there, started digging into South America. Went to Colombia, spent a month in Colombia. I'd already visited Ecuador on the previous trip, so I hopped over Ecuador, went to Peru, spent several weeks in Peru, Vagabond around Peru, and ended up right... Technically in Bolivia, and Lago Titicaca, but ended my journey in Bolivia. And that's, I certainly will do another Vagabond journey here sometime shortly in the future. And, well, we'll see. But may very well just pick up where I left off in Bolivia. Um, and that kind of brings us to present day. When I came back to the United States, I moved to D.C. I moved back to D.C., actually. Both to kind of, in some ways, revive that previous romantic relationship I was involved in. In some ways, just because DC was just my home, the last home I knew, and in other ways, like there was a professional opportunity. I'd always want to, I'd always uh, wanted to personal train and teach yoga full time. I've done that th- on the side throughout my adult life, but never full time. All professional ed- efforts dedicated to health and wellness, and so I wanted to give that a shot. Got a job as a personal trainer at a new Equinox gym there, opened up in DC, which I thought was an exciting opportunity. And so moved to D.C. in July of 2019. Lived there for roughly six months and knew pretty early on it wasn't going to work out. Both uh, D.C. has plenty of uh, beautiful qualities, but I knew my time there was kind of done. It's definitely not uh, the personality of that city doesn't necessarily match my personality, which isn't a deal breaker. But I knew I was done in D.C. I wasn't feeling the job uh, for a number of reasons. And. I don't know, I've had over the past few years, I've had this constant impulse to, how do I frame this best? There are very few things I know I want in life. I feel very lost in life and this is a huge impetus for doing this podcast actually and talking to those people I love and trust and just getting their perspectives on existence because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing out here. But there are two things I do know. I know I want to see as much of the world as possible and I'm making efforts to do that. You know, It's financially prohibitive but I feel like I'm being disciplined and and, and adventurous about pursuing and pursuing that effort. And the other thing I know, at least I think I know, about 95% on this one, the second thing I know is that I want to have children. I don't know what that looks like. I know how babies are made. I don't know if I am capable or if the ideal thing for me personally is to, to have a child in a traditional, typical setting a traditional setting husband wife children monogamous long-term relationship until death i don't know if i'm capable of doing that but i do know i want to reproduce i do know i want to have having a child is the ultimate in human experience in my opinion from what i've observed after 32 rotations around the sun and i want to do it but i don't know how to go about doing it and so, a couple years ago, a good friend of mine, Lucas, who you also hear in, in future episodes, um, who I taught with in Phoenix, he, he did teach for America and then went off to law school, and he is now a lawyer in Los Angeles, and and married to a beautiful wife, and they have a beautiful new baby. Uh, prior to his marriage, however, I, he was with his current wife at the time. I believe we were at a bachelor party of a mutual friend of ours, also a teacher in Phoenix. Um, And we kind of half-jokingly were shooting the shit about life and marriage and babies and having kids. And he kind of half-jokingly said he wanted me to be his child's nanny when he did uh, end up having a kid. And we joked about, ah, yeah, do I do that? I live in your basement, whatever. And then over the next couple of years, it kind of became less and less of a joke and more and more of a serious thing. And when I finished up my last uh, Vagabond adventure in spring of last year uh, a little less than a year ago uh one of my first stops when i came back to the united states was was coming out here to la uh to see lucas's new baby and to hang out my with my boy lucas and his wife and as soon as i got here it felt very right i don't know how to explain it in less ethereal terms Uh, i felt very energetically settled very much at peace very calm very tranquil i don't know something hit me but uh, I knew then I was kind of in trouble <laughs> in terms of my potential, my kind of uh, potential destiny as a, as a nanny, um, my blessed nanny. Uh, but I knew I needed to move back to DC. I knew there was things I needed to take care of in, in terms of that former relationship, I romantic relationship, my relationship with Washington DC, and I knew I wanted to pursue this this professional opportunity. But all along, when I moved back to DC, I just felt tugged back here and. I know my destiny. I know my destiny is to be a father. Uh, to sounds stupid or corny, but to be the father I never had. That's very important to me, that I'm the father to a child in the best way I possibly can be. Because that's an experience I never had. And I want to give that ex- uh, that very positive and, and wholesome and beautiful experience to, to a life form. And hopefully, you know, raise a beautiful new human being that can help elevate the planet and humanity to to a higher level. You know, that's that's the ideal. Hopefully I don't fuck it up. Um, But this felt like coming out here to LA and being the nanny to one of my best friend's babies, it felt like the perfect avenue to (laughs) initiate uh, the, the fatherhood process. And it's like a fatherhood internship. And when I do ultimately have kids, I would love it. I don't, like I said, I don't know the ideal... Way to go about doing it, whether or not it is a monogamous marriage, or if I just have a surrogate mother and I raise a kid by myself, or whatever, and these are all questions I'm trying to find the answers to throughout this experience. Um, but I think I, I right now, I think I'd like to be a stay at home dad. I think that sounds awesome to me if I could hang out with my kid all day long, like I, my baby, toddler, children all day long, and then once they reach school age, send them off to school, and you know, they all figure out from there. That just sounds amazing to me. Hang out with my kids all day while they're learning those first few years of existence. That sounds amazing, and so that's what I'm doing now. I'm doing it with my chi- with with a good friend of mine's child in December. Well, around October, I guess November. Actually, him and I, you know, started to having serious discussions about what this would look like and kind of getting into the the weeds about you know, can we really do this? Can your best friend be, you know, your kid's nanny? Um, but I moved out here in December and it's been the happiest I've been in probably my entire adult life. Um, it's the happiest I've been in a long time. I love this baby. I'm falling in love with this baby. It feels like, you know, I don't know what it feels like to have a daughter, but I do know what it feels like to have nieces. And it feels like my niece, you know, it feels like a member of my family. It feels like me, you know, part of me. And I love Lucas and I love his wife. And anyway, I'm rambling about my current situation, but I'm very happy out here now. And, you know, I, I now have the free time to work on little passion projects like this. Um, so that's where I am. Um, I'm Alex Clark Youngblood. I'm a 32-year-old nanny in Los Angeles. And in the coming episodes, you will hear <laughs> my further conversations and and crazy takes on existence and hopefully, in these first uh, initial episodes, a lot more of the commentary of those people that I love and trust, rather than my own uh, meanderings. Uh, so, thank you for listening to this. Please continue listening if 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 you want to hear hear more of uh, this bullshit. But I think it will be a good time. I think it, it. I think it. Well, I know it will be. I know it will be uh, thought provoking. Um, I've got them things to say. And anytime you sit down with people and just ask them about their lives, and, and fucking just ordinary people. Uh, I think some pretty profound, pr- profound shit comes out. So, so please feel free to join me on the, excuse me, join me on this, this journey here. And uh, in these initial stages, I'm going to try to crank out one about one interview a week, um, and then maybe pick up the pace after that. So you'll be hearing from my mom and my estranged father and my sisters and broad, distant brothers, half brothers, and all of my best friends. Uh, and then from there, where I would like to build upon that, you know, start talking to some strangers and experts in, in fields or, you know, whatever. People that I don't have a personal relationship with. But, you know, the foundation of, of this project is going to be um, conversations with those I love. And then we'll expand that love and we'll, we'll start having conversations with strangers and spread love to them as well and welcome them in and have them become our friends as well. So thank you for tuning in and uh, enjoy what unfolds.